Welcome to The Trend, where you'll get enlightened perspective on trending news and topics with amazing commentary. I'm your host, RTL Faith. Welcome back to the podcast. And one of the things that I'm going to start introducing here, kind of a little motto for everybody right now, is we're here to breed discussion, debate, solutions, and compassion. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I have excellent podcast guests for today. We're going to have a great discussion, of course. He runs the podcast, The Real Talk with Duma, and this is my guy here, Jonathan. So go ahead, introduce yourself, my guy. Yo, what's up, y'all? My name is Jonathan. Again, uh, like ITL said, uh, I run a podcast. My podcast also been podcasting for about two years now called Real Talk with Duma, where I have real conversations with people I see every day, uh, business leaders, friends, family, just talking about real stuff that's going on and how um, legislation, policies, um, everyday things impact our everyday lives. Um, I'm also a business owner. Uh, I run a company called The Common Culture, uh, where I'm an organizational psychologist and a leadership and career coach. Right, respect, yeah. respect. Of course, yeah. um, his links will be in the description if you're watching on my platforms. And obviously, if you're listening on the podcast stuff, it should be in the description somewhere there as well. So um, a lot of very interesting things we're going to talk about for today. We've got some trending topics as always. But you know how I like to start things. Uh, if you have a random fact or some positive news you want to share, uh, I'm ready to hear it. Yeah. So um, I was talking to my partner uh, yesterday and she was reading an article and I, I checked it out as well, that there are some rumblings and rumors uh, that the student loan loans will be paused again. Uh, the student loan payments will be paused again. Um, I have my own theories on this. I, I uh, guess that it, this would happen. It's just there's not a way politically that Joe Biden can find some to go ahead and just do that student loan forgiveness right now. It's just not possible as as much as I I, I mean, I have I have loans um, and I would love for them to be forgiven, um, even a little bit of them. It's just not possible politically for him to do that right now. So he's just stalling until they're able to figure out some way uh, to do that. Plus, inflation right now is just wilding. So, um, yeah, they're, I I saw rumors that they're going to likely pause them again, which is good news because um, even with the interest being paused, I mean, I've already saved thousands of dollars in the last like year and a half. So um, it's been, that's good news for some, for some folks out there. Yeah. That's a fact for me as well. Obviously yeah. I, have, I have student loans too. So that is very good news. Um, yeah. And I'm sure Joe Biden has that in his pocket. He's keeping that in his pocket. That is his selling point. Oh because yeah. Oh Yeah. Joe Biden definitely is not getting praised as a president right now, but that <laughs> right there, that is in the pocket. That's a selling point that he's going to carry as long as possible for the uh, next presidential election. So oh, sounds yeah. good news. Sounds like good news. Oh, I forgot. So another thing I was going to add in um, is I want to read off, you know, reviews or comments that you guys have about the recent episode. And I got a comment here. Uh, even if so, this tells you I'm willing to show the negative news because this girl definitely went in on me a little bit, but she she wasn't happy with the recent thing I said about Serena Williams. To give mm -hmm. some context, uh, Serena Williams retired, great tennis player, one of the greats, one of the goats in sports. Um, mm -hmm. But she said when she retired, she talked about how it was uh, a bit sexist that she had to retire and take care of her family, and the male tennis players don't have to worry about that. My only comment about that is like if you wanted someone to stay at home because their biggest thing is that you know they male tennis players have wives or uh husbands or whatever to stay at home take care of the family all that stuff so they don't have to worry about it and mm -hmm. my only comment about it is if you wanted someone to stay home take care of the kids 
uh, take care of the household, you could have married someone like that. But the person she did marry is a businessman. He's very, very busy. So obviously he doesn't have that type of uh, freedom. And um, one thing someone else brought to my attention that I spoke with is one thing you could obviously bring up is the fact that they should have a discussion between one another who stays home, who doesn't. You know, that's mm. completely up to them. But I'm mm -hmm. just regarding saying it's unfair for male tennis players to do this, but it's really up to you based on who you marry. So that was my comment. And mm. if you have something to say about this, yeah, feel free to go. But I'm going to read off what this person said about what I said about that. Yeah. So they said, uh, I just listened to your latest episode about Serena Williams. I think you're right about her marrying a businessman who is busy, but she wants a man who is at home. I think she wants gender equality and she wants to contribute to the relationship. But who's going to take care of the kids? Somebody they can trust. So she probably thinks a parent should. Honestly, for women, it's hard to find a perfect guy for her. I'm not saying women need to find the perfect, but somebody they can rely, love, trust, and feel connection with. I mean, you're probably... This is the shot she took at me. Okay. I mean, you're probably single because a woman doesn't think you're a great guy. So look at that point of view. Okay. <laughs> I was like, all right, shot. Okay, gotcha. That's all I'm saying. So um, although I do agree with some points here, but when it comes down to it, I think when when you choose who you marry, you choose who you marry. That's completely on you. But yeah, any yeah. any comments in regards to everything that was said? Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I because I, I read that too, and I'm a humongous Serena Williams fan, like legitimately one of the goats in in the sport of tennis, like bar none, um, whether it be men or, or women, um, and probably one of the better athletes. Um, in period, she's just incredible. Um, but when I read that line, I was getting I I was getting the hints of like more, uh, of this the systemic and societal like pressures that women face. So that's what I got, which I feel like you understand that part, but like yeah. you're talking about the context for Serena Williams, the individual, which yeah. I also, which I also get. Um, so that, that's the only thing that I, that's the only thing that, that I, that I hear, but from that comment, I, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like they get, they, they understand what you're saying, but like, you know, they, people get real defensive of Serena, Serena Williams because in her career, she's had to, take ridiculous stuff like it's just ridiculous so oh yeah wanna, Fact. yeah but we woman, also want to celebrate black, her, yeah. like yeah she had a lot to go through 100 yeah yeah yeah, 100%. yeah, yeah. I but, feel uh, you, I feel you. so but yeah. i also agree with you though i also agree with you though that it's a good point if you take it at face value i'm like yeah you know she married who she married yeah he's she a, married he's a uh, too. yeah i don't know if you know about anything about the guy and i found that when i looked up but the guy is a co-founder of reddit yeah yeah so yeah. i was like yeah, he's busy. He's a yeah. He's, he also he's runs. A, he's, a, uh, he's a co-founder of Seven Seven Five, which is like a venture capital fund. I think it's a VC fund as well. So, I mean, he's doing he's doing big things too. So, um, right. yeah, that that that's just what happens. But I get her point. I feel it. Um, yeah, yeah. But I also get what you're saying. So I feel it. So all right. Awesome. Well, appreciate the comment at least. I do appreciate yeah. the review, even though it's a little negative. Appreciate it, of course. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to touch on some uh, trendy topics, of course. Uh, you mentioned something regarding the student debt. And one thing I did see um, that Joe Biden did do as of recently is he did forgive like uh, over $10 million of student debt in regards to an ITT school. So mm. that's one thing. Like he, He's definitely making big moves in regards to that, of course. And another thing in terms of the political side is the Democrats are also trying to pass a bill in regards to uh it's like our inflation act in regards to uh climate change people who are 
being more adherent to like um uh renewable energy so the thing about it is they're trying to give more benefits and more uh push people more towards like the being a positive mark on the environment so to speak mm -hmm. so like solar panels on your home for example stuff like that there's a bit more forgiveness um they're thinking about like uh stimuluses for that as well so mm -hmm. a, lot, a lot of pushing for that and i'm actually all for it um there's a i don't know if you heard about this i've mentioned it a few times but it's so mm -hmm. like fascinating that in saudi arabia there's a prince that's trying to start a society called the or start start a project called the neon project mm -hmm. and he wants to start a whole like futuristic revolutionary city where it's like all like futuristic technology, renewable mm. energy, free Wi-Fi. Is that like the line or something like what is it? What yeah, it that's called? one part of it. The line. Yeah. 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 So, I saw I saw a video on it. It was like, I was like, what is that's wild to me. It was in, it was it was it was pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean when it comes to stuff like that, I'm all for it because obviously, you know, whether or not you believe in climate change, there at the end of the day, there's definitely good things we could do positively mm -hmm. for the environment like yeah. hey man don't throw um cans in the ocean just don't do it it's just like yeah weird. Yeah. like yeah it's just a weird thing so a yeah, lot yeah, of positive yeah. things you, you've seen so you've seen the video about the line have you read anything about what the uh the project entails? i haven't heard any no i haven't heard any more but it was a ton of just like renewable energy just kind of like um everything's within a close proximity so you're able to walk not really necessarily needing any vehicles or anything like that probably like bicycle or something like that but it was it was probably something you watch out of like those movies in like 1980s like you know yeah. what I'm saying? the things that you thought 2020 was going to bring in, instead we got a pandemic but whatever but um you know <laughs> uh, but um so it's it, it looks really fascinating like there's some things that i yeah would love to see for the future i'm all about you know uh renewable energy let's take care of the environment. You know, I like being in nature and not having to see, you know, cigarette butts everywhere and trash and stuff like that. Cause I, I live in LA. So it's just, you know, cleaner, the better, oh, just, to, just take care of the big city. It, yeah. Just take care of the environment. It, I mean, just don't be a, don't be a jerk. It's not hard um, to take care of the environment. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's what it really boils down to. Cause like, it's not hard to not just be just a weird, dirty person. Like, yeah, it's just, just walking around. It's like, there's a trash right there, but I'm just yeah. going to throw my trash right there. Instead. I don't care that there's a trash can there. I'm just throwing yeah. it right here. Like, yeah, it's weird. It's like, I'm sure your room is untidy too at that point. So it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've just seen people just throw stuff out the window and I'm just like, what is going on? Like, if I did something like that, like, my mom would have snatched me up. My grandma would have snatched me up for just throwing something out the window. Cause like, why are you throwing, just throwing trash where it's not supposed to go? You know what I'm saying? Hold on to that thing, find a trash can, put it in there. But yeah. I even go a step further of like, you know, I get frustrated. Like, you know how many plastic products we use? It's unnecessary. Like you go into a store and like plastic is everywhere. And on pla plastic is on stuff. We don't even need plastic to be on. Um, like plastic is wrapped around boxes. That's wrapped around a product that's wrapped around paper. You know what I'm saying? Like, I it doesn't make any sense. So it's like you're telling me um, that, like, and I say this ironically, like the American ingenuity, we can't figure out a way to wrap things better. It's all scam. But anyways, that's <laughs> by, by big corporations that want us to keep consuming. Yeah, oh, yeah, of yeah. course. But, and did you hear about them finding microplastics in people's bloodstream and stuff like that? Yep, yep, yep. That's why I don't use plastic water bottles anymore. I use canteens because, like. 
it it actually goes into our bloodstream. Yeah, my my partner, she's like, we're not using any more plastic bottles. She read one article and was like, we're not using any more plastic bottles in our house. We're done. We're not doing them anymore. And so we just use strictly these metal canteens now. <laughs> if know. I had the choice, I wouldn't drink water bottles. But if it's in front of me, I'm sorry. I'm yeah, just, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But. Yeah, hundred percent agree. So, it, it's crazy. Just take care of the environment, people. Uh, not that hard. And mm. one thing, if you guys are into like the social media aspect, the YouTube boxing scene, there's a lot of very entertaining things coming up in the uh, late August. And one of the main events, KSI, uh, is already fighting someone. To be fair, he had some years in his belt. He's not a pro by any means, but he's he's better than the average person considering he's done it for like three years ish so to speak. So he's fighting someone who doesn't know how, he doesn't know any boxing. He got to like, the first guy, all right, let me tell you, the first guy pulled out actually. So then he Mm. called another guy who's a rapper who had to Mm. learn how to box and get in boxing shape in like three weeks. So so yeah, that was going to be a slaughter. We all knew this. But then he was like, okay, I don't want to disappoint my fans. I want to challenge. So then he decided he's going to have another boxing opponent on the same night. And apparently the guy he's facing is a pro boxer. Although he's 3-16, and 16, he's still a pro boxer. And this KSI, K, I mean, I'm a fan of KSI, but yeah. he's not a boxer. So it's like, is this even though the other guy can't fight, he could still like be annoying in the ring. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't know. I know you, you said you told me off, off stream, uh, off the podcast, you did MMA. What do you think about someone doing two fights in one night yeah so i'm going to preface this i practice like mixed martial arts taekwondo a little bit of muay thai jiu-jitsu um and what else no that's that's essentially it. and a little bit of boxing a little bit of kickboxing so like i trained for probably i got probably about six to seven years of training in total under my belt but i've never i've sparred i've never gotten into ring done any amateur fights or anything like that but what i do know from sparring is that like even though like there was sometimes I would spar against somebody that I was significantly better than, yeah, I got still some in the tank, but like that's still tiring. Like to throw punches, throw kicks and stuff like that, it's still really tiring. To grapple is still tiring. Obviously, it's boxing, so it's a little bit different. Um, so it's like, why would you even take a fight with somebody who doesn't know what they're doing? Like, except if it's a cash grab. It's like ridiculous. Like it's not even a fun fight um, at that point. It's not even entertaining. But to take a second fight with that's the more interesting part to me now so like the second fight is with a pro boxer or even at the very least an amateur boxer that although they're three and 16 the thing is is like i don't know people like look at the look at people that get into the ring whether ufc or boxing or whatever even the wwe right and like people have this conception of like it's easy what they're doing they don't realize like how exhausting a fight is and like the mere fact that they are in the ring it takes a lot. And so like shout out to KSI for wanting to get into the ring with somebody like that. But you don't realize even that three and 16, that's just the record that we see. That dude probably has so much experience that we do not see. Um, and it'll probably, he'll probably get Molly Wops, to be honest. He'll probably get Molly Wops. Cause I've, I've sparred with amateur fighters and they beat my, <laughs> they, they, they went to work on me. Um, Cause of the experience is, is honestly everything when it comes down to like, fighting especially in the ring yeah and i i don't have any fighting experience but obviously looking from the outside in, i realize certain avenues that is very valuable in terms of experience and just to give you a little more context with him he's like 
he kind of started the, he started the YouTube boxing thing. He fought at someone else mm. who didn't know how to box. Then he fought someone else who's an athlete, also social media star. But again, they never boxed. They fought twice. And then he took like a year or two hiatus. He's fighting mm. this other guy. There's a lot of politics behind him and social yeah. media. It's like whatever. But then you're fighting a pro boxer on the same night, even though you yourself job. are not a pro. Even though because he's a social media star, he got the pro boxer title. Mm. You're not a pro boxer. So I'm like, I don't think this was a smart idea at all. <laughs> I don't think so at all. I don't think so I, at all. I don't think this is yeah. going well. And obviously a lot of his fans are like, oh, yeah, this is great for the fans. I'm like, bro, this is not smart. This is just yeah. not a smart thing to do. But And also this dude, I mean, this 3-16 and 16 dude, he... You think he's just gonna go in there and take it easy on you? <laughs> you know, like what, what? What? He has no incentive of taking it easy on you. Like he's gonna uh-huh. go Imagine in there. Imagine how disrespected he feels too. Like yes, yeah, he's in there to secure the bag. He's not gonna. He's not gonna be a chump. He's gonna be like, no, I'm. I'm going in here and I'm gonna do work. You think this is a game? No, it's not a game. I do this. Thanks. So. Yeah. I've been fighting 19 pro matches and some amateur calls me out and he thinks he's going to fight someone else and then fight me like that yeah. is crazy. No, I, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. And I, oh, again, okay. I'm, I'm not, I haven't fought any amateur. All I've done is like sparring, but like, yeah, it's, it's not a game. It's not a joke. Like for people that take this serious, it's not, it's not, not. So yeah, yeah. it's, it's tough. It's tough. But, uh, all right, so with that said, we're, we're going to move on to our first segment that you guys all love. I cha- I'm going to change it up a little bit. It's going to be a little bit more quick fire. Okay. I just randomized these 10 topics. Well, except the first one. But I randomized the nine ones after it. I'm going to have him do it quick fire, overrated, underrated, just right. And okay. afterwards, after he's done, I'm going to ask him, do you want to explain any of your choices? And he can by all means go ahead. All right, ready? All right, let's do it. BLM. God, uh, you got quick fire first. Thing. I know, I know. Um, I'll say overrated. People are gonna political hate me. debates. Overrated. Basketball. Just right. Black barber shops. Ooh, underrated. Leather. Uh, overrated. Watermelon. Just right. The Muppet Show. Overrated. <laughs> they might cancel me after that one. The oh. strength of chimpanzees. Underrated. Excessive jewelry. Overrated. Pineapple. Just right. Anything you want to explain? Okay, let me explain BLM before y'all come at me. <laughs> All okay, right, go, ahead, go for All it. All right, I said a, a BLM is overrated, right? Is because of like, okay, so Black Lives Matter in and of itself is not overrated. Obviously, I'm black. I'm for um, Black Lives. Um, it has been co-opted by white liberals to be something that like they have no idea what it is, right? Um, I.e., black squares. Um, I.e uh people coming up to me where like they're wearing blm shirts and everything like that it's just been co-opted it's similar to like the stay woke kind of thing deal right the, the wokeness was started because of people of awareness of the things that were happening um of the government of fbi of cia doing co- covert operations um on some of our historic black leaders right 
And so when I say BLM is, is overrated, I'm not saying the movement of Black Lives Matter is overrated. I'm saying that like it has been co-opted and taken um, and now used by corporations, by white, um, <laughs> well-intentioned white people slash white liberals to, you know, as a, as a sign of like, hey, I'm doing the work when in actuality they're not. Um, and in corporations, are, they're actually using it for, for money, um, i.e. capitalism. So that's what I mean, right? And when we get at the heart of like that movement, the work of justice, the work of equity, it really comes down to, am I truly fighting in every sense of the word for black people to live the lives um, uh, that is equitable to every other um, racial group, uh, minor minoritized group in the US, um, in the world, really. So that's before I get canceled, before people take me out. Um, that's what I mean when I say that. <laughs> hey, man, that, that's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I've actually talked about a little bit about it. Um, I'm actually not in support of causes that turn into organizations. I don't follow mm. any of them or agree with any of them personally because it mm. all eventually turns into a business, which BLM mm. did. And the CEO is actually a black woman who pocketed millions of dollars off of donations, which is very yep. corrupt, of course. Mm -hmm. So I'm not, I don't follow any organizations, but I do, I've never really specified this in terms of the cause itself. Obviously I'm black. I want black lives to matter because obviously I'm black. I don't want to, I don't want to mm -hmm. get shot by some random cop out of nowhere, of course. So mm -hmm. my thing is like some of the things that, uh, some of the messages and the, uh, you know, themes behind a lot of these causes are very respectable for sure. But the mm. moment it turns into a, I'm going to start stuff in my pockets is when these things go wrong. And I'm also very much in agreement with the white liberal side of it too. I, yeah. I've, I have my opinions about that, but okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm uh, the only thing I'll say about that is like, even myself, like uh, I do like justice equity work, for a living, right? You know, I'm a lead, I'm in leadership positions with groups that like, you know, we, we do this, you know what I'm saying? And um, my partner does as well. And one of the things too, is that like, it's constant, like the, the effort, even in those, within those organizations to um, be actively aware of our participation in whiteness slash white supremacy has to be constant and fervent, right? We have to be vigilant, like crazy because it, it seeps in, it's in everything. Um, it's embedded in the institutions of America. It's embedded in every system mostly that we use. And so um, really operating from a place of black liberation um, from, uh, from a place where it's, it's centering historically marginalized communities and wisdom, um, specifically indigenous communities as well. Um, it really is the work um, intention um, and effort constantly so like that's how you compete with that but like that's how you get those things where people are pocketing millions and, and doing work and taking advantage of stuff and oh like this aligns with the tax code blah 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 blah. well is that necessarily ethical to like, the values and things that you want to portray here absolutely not and we've seen that in the case of uh blm blm leadership which is so unfortunate i'm like so disappointed <laughs> yeah. so disappointed yeah so anyways it is unfortunate but as long as you yeah. like um, you do stuff like you're doing and following, doing a good cause, but always keeping the essence of compassion and the reason why mm -hmm. you're doing it in the core, because, yeah. you know, people would do a do good cause. And I'm not going to say this like relates to you, but I'm just talking about in yeah. general, yeah, people yeah, yeah. do a good cause. And, and this is something I'm adamant about, but yeah. just because someone disagree with you 
or someone doesn't understand what you're doing they will condemn those people to hell and it's mm. super toxic and that yeah is something i do not agree with at all absolutely uh, yeah hatred brings more hatred you've heard the mm. term more this vicious cycle of hatred it's not good yeah. so that's a big yeah. thing for me for sure um but we're, to, we're gonna dive deeper into that because you have some very interesting uh interesting questions that we're going to discuss before mm-hmm. that i want to say this one thing i slightly disagree with you is the political debates part and not because i care about mm. well wrong word not because i think the political debates that politicians are done just right or the way they do is just right but the value of having debates of, regarding politics i think mm-hmm. is very much underrated because people are a lot of people are not willing to have that debate just because they disagree with the other person or yeah. are not willing to even care about the point they make, even if it's a good point. But just because you have the title of Democrat or Republican, it's like, I don't care what you're saying. So I think mm-hmm. in that sense, it's underrated. I do think politicians mm-hmm. play a game for sure. But I yeah, think yeah. general people should have more political civil debates in general. Yeah, yeah. You want to know when I answered that question? I was literally thinking of presidential debates. Right. Like I, I That's know, what yeah. I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah, they're just like those are pointless because they already have talking points. Um, but political debate in it of itself, one hundred percent, I I agree with you. Yep, yeah. All right, yes, sir. All right. Yeah. So speaking of these serious topics of all these crazy things in society, you uh, mm-hmm. I went on your page. Obviously, the great thing about Podmatch, if y'all don't know, is there we can uh have a, kind of a template of things to talk about. And mm-hmm. one of the things you brought up, which is in line with the aspect of political debates, is the fact that you. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the questions is why are difficult conversations necessary? And I'm very much in line mm. with here, but I'm curious to what what your answer is for this question. Yeah, so um, this kind of in lines goes online with my podcast and also with the work that I do as an organizational psychologist. So the first part of that is like my podcast is like I have conversations with like people I I <laughs> some of them I know really really well. Some of them I literally will hop on a call with and just like go like for example like we just met through messaging and then like we're on this call and i'm i'm being (laughs) as open and transparent as i possibly can you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. um even if there is some level of disagreement right um but that 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 mark of disagreement actually triggers a point of growth right um that point of 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 disagreement um and like even that feeling of like oh this is not in line with or in step with what i i'm thinking that different perspective actually pushes us as individuals to grow right and so like when i think about my podcast i've had people on my show where i would say a majority of them i like agree with a lot of what they're saying but when there's somebody that has that's done something that i've never done before where they've um where they say some a perspective that i've never thought of before like i had somebody on my podcast and shout out him um he does like community like community um it was about oh gosh Oh, he was dope too. It was about community policing. And so reading that at the front of it, I'm like, yo, I don't mess with the police. Like, I don't like, I've never had a good experience with the police. My family's never had a good experience with the police. So like, I have a really issue with this, but actually talking to him and, um, and ha- engaging in that conversation with him, what he actually was proposing was saying that like police people and people involved in, in policing in general are incompetent incompetent and incapable 
of doing what is necessary to right the wrongs that police do, right? And he lists a book of all of the instances that like police were called on him. And like, it's consistent. Like it, up until I interviewed him in March, February, he had an instance, he finished his book. He had an instance in like December or November that was in the book um, of the police getting called on him and his wife when they were in an AT&T store trying to resolve an issue, right? And so like, I had that encounter with him. He was able to break down and, and, and uh, share with me like what he actually means and institute that and saying like, he was actually involved in like getting legislation passed in the city that he lived in because of his actual circumstance. Um, and I'm like, yo, that's wild, right? And so uh, there's stuff like that. Um, and even talking to my mom, right? Like I had a conversation with my mom on the show where I just talked to her and I was like, hey, we literally never talked about race. And she's like, I didn't want race to be a reason that you were held back. Well, that's that's dope, but I'm like 31 now. And like <laughs> race is like, uh, 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 it's a it's a big it's a big deal ma like like it for real is a big deal um you just told me like i should be aware of the fact that um you know I, you want me to come home so these are the rules that i need to follow uh, as a black boy to come home as a black man to come home right you didn't tell me that i'm being targeted or racially profiled because i'm black you didn't tell me that like people are going to treat me differently because i'm black i thought and i'm living life every single day Believing that if I do everything right, if I do the absolute best thing, um, a right thing, if I stay out of trouble, nothing will happen to me. That's not true because we keep seeing instances in the news. I've had instances that have happened to me and instances that have happened to my friend. That's not true. So I have to do the reflection, deep work in myself to try and figure out what is going on and have those conversations with my mom. Now we still landed on a different place of whether she should have talked about race, but that's her own stuff. I, whatever. But, you know, to have that understanding from my mom of where she was coming from, because she had a difficult like upbringing when it came to race, because she's light skinned and I'm obviously a little bit darker skinned than my mom. Well, not obviously y'all don't know that, but anyway, so of, of what racial dynamics happened for her. And then in my work, when we talk about business, right. And I know I'm long winded, but um, when we talk about conflicts that happen at work, right. There are levels like power dynamics. There are, are, are places where it's quote unquote unprofessional or inappropriate to talk about like wrongdoing or harm. Um, there are, you know, job and money implications when you bring up um, conflict that especially when it happens to with a manager or somebody that has influence or, or power or authority, right? Um, and that just is unjust, it's inequitable. And so when we talk about bringing up conflict at work, um, there has to be safe places, psychologically safe, um, and make those guarantees in the workplace that people can uh, share their grievances, that they that there, there are no repercussions to those. And that means HR has to be a safe place. That means uh, diversity and inclusion places have to be a safe place. And there has to be um, solidified, um, uh, codified um, things in place to ensure that that goes down. So those are kind of like some of the work that I do and why it's important long with it long answer to a short question but that's that's it i can go all day i can no, go all day i, I believe you i believe <laughs> yeah. you and i, I definitely yep. think we can have very interesting conversations because I've, I've had a lot of interesting conversation in regards to this topic because obviously mm -hmm. being black you got to have the conversation you're going to be in a discussion to be in debate no matter what side you're on even if you're yeah. in the middle um, yeah but for me personally I, i've went in a lot of different avenues in terms of ideology and this is going to kind of come full circle no go you ahead know, I grew up, obviously, uh, so obviously I'm black, uh, 
but I grew up mostly like an islander. I grew up in Hawaii. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Yep. My dad's Jamaican. My mother's Samoan. So most, mm. for the most part, I'm surrounded by a lot of islanders. So I really never had a, a big situation where I had to deal with race like that. I just was an mm. islander and I lived a very islander type of life. Yeah. Um, then I came to the States. I mean, technically it's Hawaii not I feel, in the States. Yeah. You know? I get you. I get yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got some, I got some, uh, islander islander homies and they they i i get it it's all good yep it's yep. very different when you come yeah. from hawaii to the states because once you come to the states you grow up a little bit um definitely race is a thing now the difference mm. for me obviously still is i lived in military housing so i still mm. had a lot of diversity surrounded around yeah. me and i really had an issue differentiate i still saw everybody as like hey we're all military kids for the most part right yeah yeah, yeah. obviously i grew up a little bit more and i grew up for the most part uh a new religion but based on how society was kind of shaped when you grow up as a black person you're automatically identified as democrat whether you know mm. better or not you're identified as democrat mm. um went to a liberal arts school i was like i heard a lot of things i went to the military when you go to the military you start becoming more republican because that's just mm. how it is yeah, a lot yeah. of changes so you yeah. you're black democrat go to military republican you know, being very religious is more on the Republican side. Went to a mm. private liberal arts school, got a lot of liberal and Democrat ideals, but I had a friend that was Republican who had it rough in the liberal arts school. Mm. He should have thought twice before going to a liberal arts school. Yeah. But then I was like, I was on the fence between the both because, yeah, I agree with some of the things that the liberals are saying, but they're also very toxic sometimes and mm -hmm. attack my friend because just because he's a republican but i agree mm -hmm. with some of the things my republican friend says he's a very good guy even though he's a yeah. white guy who supports trump he's like a very good guy i would trust i would yeah. trust him with my life he's a good friend mm -hmm. so i thought about a lot of different things and now i'm right arrive where i'm at and i'm pretty neutral i don't follow mm -hmm. in other any lane and the reason why i brought that all up is i found where people are just not willing to have these conversations mm, mm -hmm, have mm -hmm. these tough controversial conversations but you can mm. read so many solutions by having these conversations where disagreement is brought out and find yep. different perspectives i've had so many different perspectives and different ideals that i've come around so many different things and if you stay in one lane forever for example if you're like a a black Republican and you think, oh, yeah, there's no systematic racism. What is your solution? Or if you're mm -hmm. thinking, OK, everybody's racist all the time. It, was, it sucks to be black. What is your solution? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you're not going to find a solution stuck in your own ways. It's not until you have these conversations where mm -hmm. you start finding some of these solutions. And that's why, it's, you know, when you talk about what you do and uh, trying to, you know, uplift the black community do everything you're doing that's mm. an example of you fought having uh creating solutions and trying to go from it and then you're willing to have these conversations with different avenues and different people so yeah. i'm all for it as well i'm all for the yeah. um difficult conversations that are needed mm -hmm. and even if you vehemently disagree with people now my thing is you know um there's some things you said that uh I, I agree with but i'm always agree with you to a point because obviously you know there's only certain things that i i'm not full yeah. on anybody's opinion so to speak yeah, yeah, until yeah. i ex you know hear everything out or experience yeah. it or really understand your logic yeah but have you ever encountered someone that completely disagrees with your point of view but mm -hmm. you're able to you know stay civil and respectful on either side 
Absolutely. It, 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 it happens. It happens a good amount. Um, sometimes. Uh, so here's, here's the thing. And, and I'll say this with a caveat. I'm willing to have a difficult conversation. I'm willing to engage with somebody. Um, actually for, for prime example, I did an episode on equal pay, uh, for the, um, for, uh, women's soccer team. I had somebody who covers the, uh, women's soccer on my show. She broke it down beautifully. Um, the court case, she's been following it every, ever since. And so I landed on, you know, like I'm for it. I love women's soccer, um, and everything like that. And this person came into my DMS and said, I was wrong. He said that she was wrong. Um, and actually was pretty condescending about her. Um, and I'm like, first of all, you could have emailed her number one. Um, <laughs> that's number one, because she literally broke down the court case and follows it and covers it. And like, this is her business Two, um, two, uh, I do this. So like he even said some things that were outlandish of like, you know, women don't get paid as much as men because they don't choose certain jobs, which is like, okay, okay. Now you're entering into my lane of organizational psychology and pay and all that other stuff. So like I told him you're wrong. So let's have a conversation. I might disagree with you. We might end up on the other end of that, but like, let's, let's talk about it. And we talked for an hour, hour 15. I said, yo, if you want to come on the show, we can, we can do this on the show. This was fun. Um, and it was amicable, right? Um, and I, I led up to that. I was like, hey, this is probably not going to end where you see my side. It's not going to end where I see your side. And he kept saying things. Um, and I say that they're wrong because, like, they actually factually were wrong, not because, like, my, my a differing opinion. It's right. like factually they were wrong. Um, but very nice. Uh, he, he said, like, you know, uh, he was, like, so appreciative that, like, I even said I reached out, responded. Um, and that I was even willing to have a conversation with him. And I think that that was a, a growth point for me um, uh, in, in, in knowing that like it works, right? And knowing that like somebody's listening to my show, he listened all the way through, disagreed with everything and was like, he had the courage to reach out to me and say, hey, I wanna have a conversation further about this if you're willing to. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So I think, I, again, I go back to the thing, I'm, I'm willing to have a, 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 a conversation with you with the caveat of, are you willing to listen? Are you willing to engage? Because that's how I'm entering the conversation, right? Because if you're not entering this conversation with that in mind, what's the point? You know what I'm saying? Like, and just like you were saying earlier of like, let's be solution oriented, right? Let's, let's like have a goal here because otherwise we're both wasting each other's time and there's really no point in having a conversation. Um, so I, I go back and forth between like, is this conversation? And when I say the word safe, Right. I, I mean, like, I've been in positions where, like, it literally was not safe. Like, I've, uh, where, like, I have, it's like me versus, you know, a group of people. Yeah. And at a certain point, I'm like, why, why am I here? Y'all are paying me to be here. Why am I, why, why did you call me to be here? Y'all are not even ready to have this conversation. Right. Um, and an actual conversation. You just got defensive, offended, and don't want to talk anymore. Right. Um, you want to argue and prove me to be wrong, which, that's not, that's not the work that I do. That's not what I'm interested in doing. And I don't think that that's productive um, in creating a better society. Um, it's not justice oriented. It's not equity oriented. Um, it's none of those things. So yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, I very much agree. And I think yeah. one at the very least, one thing people need to consider is that you can be that stubborn with any ideology. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. Who you are. 
Yeah, it doesn't matter. There's some yeah. liberal toxic people. It, there's some liberal toxicity that happens all the time. And I'm like, it's really frustrating. <laughs> it's really frustrating. Oh, yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. So people need to keep that in mind. Now, one thing you also brought up um, that I found very interesting is you talked about how or one of the questions in your profile is about how systematic racism should play out in the workplace. And I've thought mm. about extensively in terms of systematic racism and i've i have some opinions about it but mm. i've never thought about it through the lens of the workplace specifically so i'm mm -hmm. curious to see like what what your opinions are about that yeah so it it can really it's when i say systemic racism right we use these these terms that have become okay to say white supremacy whiteness systemic racism even racism uh, to a certain extent like people just say these and toss these out um, and I'm actually going to give it, <laughs> I'm going to talk to somebody else, another practitioner as to why it's actually detrimental to just use these terms that nobody knows. And everybody assumes that we all agree on the same definition. When you get into a room of practitioners, not everybody agrees on the same terminology. Like it, no, it just language is so fluid and it can mean different things and it's activating for folks in different ways. So when I, when I say systemic racism, I mean that, um, that there are systems at play, whether it be um, um, the code of ethics, the uh, policies, the social norms, um, uh, social taboos within an organization systemically that have been placed from the inception of that organization that play out that um, say that minoritized groups, um, and in my case, that I that through the lens that I see, black people are not valued that them their their being is not valued as highly and it plays out in the systems at play right so in Cal the state of california the crown act was passed several um, within the past few years which makes it um illegal for companies to discriminate based off of hair but not every organ not every state is like that right so for example there are certain hairstyles that like mine is in a protective hairstyle right now even though i have this like weird loop thing that's going on i, I don't know what's going on with this but protective hairstyles that actually prevent folks from getting jobs. And they'll label it as like um, having a conversation, getting brought into your, your manager's um, office. And, and your hair has nothing to do with this, right? You sit at a desk or, or, like, um, or like you're at a cashier or, 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 or you're driving. It really doesn't impact your job, but they will say, your hair is unprofessional. We need you to change it, right? That is, a, that is an example of very flat out um, very visible uh, form of like a systemic racist practice, right? The system is actually preventing you. And that's a policy. There's a policy that says, hey, you need to keep your hair groomed and tidy, right? And that means something completely different to everybody. What does that mean, right? Because this actually can be groomed and tidy, right? Um, braids or cornrows can be groomed and tidy. Different um, protective hairstyles can be groomed and tidy. Um, there's, there's, there's a, there's a clear cut example of that right there. And so when we talk about how that plays out, um, that could impact your ability, even, you know, you've got the job there that could even impact your ability to even get a job. And don't get me started on the impact of those who have, you know, um, who are neurodivergent, um, women, um, uh, and just get really specific with the whole, uh, spectrum of social identity, but that's just a little bit there. Okay. I think that you made some very, very strong points. Um, and the reason why I say I went back and forth, and 
I actually very much agree with like a lot of things you're saying in terms of systematic mm. racism. Mm-hmm. Is initially I was like, yeah, there's systematic racism. Obviously, been mm-hmm. back in the day when you're, you know, really learning about politics, being black, you're like obviously it's the coin turn that automatically put in your mind. Oh yeah, the America's out to get you. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I learned a little bit more. I came to uh, a, a conclusion that. No, nah, I can't be systematically racist because there's really nothing that a white person can do that I cannot do per- personally. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. I came into my final conclusion. And I do think there is an essence of systematic racism. And mm-hmm. the only reason why now I say it is because it's not perfectly equal at the end of the day because of stuff like what you said. Uh, mm-hmm. um, even if they're not as like educated or privileged as I am, if a person who wants to be great lives in a certain like lower income or lower class and then is treated differently from a white person then again that still falls in the line of systematic racism so Mm. it's not perfectly equal in Mm. american society and it is what it is maybe it'll never be because of the majority of people are white at the end Mm. of the day Mm. and obviously we can also go into the argument that the one percent doesn't want it like that yeah, 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 that's, yeah. A, that's yeah. a whole different argument in terms of the. Well, it comes. It more so 1%. comes down to like power, right? Exactly. And and like we we think about like somebody, um, Dr. Nuru Dennis, um, Kenya Nuru Dennis, I had on my show a few weeks ago, and and I've heard on different shows. She says I don't really talk about race as much as I talk about power, because like, you know, me as a man, I can go into a, a room full of women, and at that point not have some level of power, right? Like I'm in an organization where women, uh, you run this, this is your show. Um, They outnumber me, all that stuff. But as soon as I enter back into the world, I have a a high level of agency, autonomy and power that's given right back to me. So I can step in and out of it. That is the privilege of being a man. That's what male privilege is, right? Right. Um, And and so I I think when we talk about power, even though the 1%, it's only 1%, right? There's a ton more people that are working class, middle class, but that 1%, they have all that money and that money be talking, especially in the U.S. context. And they wield a ton of power, a ton of power. And there's a lot of people that don't want things to change. And they'll spend as much money as they possibly can to keep things the way that they are. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's why, you know, we got platforms like this and make sure, hey, don't be ignorant. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a reason why certain things are the way they are. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know you just being blindly angry kind of helping them in a sense so it's it, like, it really is it really yep. is and and the the here's the thing too is that like you know mlk was one of the hate most hated people in the world and in, in, in the country you know what i'm saying like he didn't become popular until you know in the 80s 90s far after he was he was gone right um he was killed because he was starting to um galvanize different groups the rainbow you know uh, Fred Hampton, uh, Fred Hammond, or Fred Hampton, um, that galvanizing a rainbow coalition of people, the poor, the working class, and saying like, we need to come together. It is, it's not just this is not just a black person's plight, right? Like if you sit two working class people, poor people sit in the same room, you're gonna have a lot of the same issues: bad healthcare, not enough education, um, not access to um, adequate food, all those different things. And you're going to have a lot of the same struggles. You have a job that like doesn't pay you enough, right? Of a lot of the same struggles. So eliminating that race line, he was killed because he started galvanizing everybody together. And that's, that's what we need to keep an eye on. Although I'm, you know, very, very pro-black, 
Um, I have a lot of friends from a, a wide variety of, uh, of races, of backgrounds, of, of, of cultures and everything like that. And one of the things that we always say um, together is that we, it, it, it's going to take all of us. And it's going to take that white person. It's going to take all those people um, to really make a movement and do something um, for society to at least inch towards better, right? I don't know if yeah. we're going to get to best um, or, or ending of racism, poverty, all those different things in our lifetime. But it is what it is. I, I'm, I'm trying to be like hopelessly optimistic, but... <laughs> <laughs> just keeping uh, yeah. it real it's not i don't know but that that that's what it is yeah that's the caveat there too yeah i i very much agree but um mm. in terms of the optimism like, yeah. <laughs> it, it's tough it's tough um i'm sure you heard of blackrock right no tell me wait on uh that happened on hawaii right or no blackrock so i'm pretty tell sure they're called blackrock i if i'm getting this wrong then i'm sure someone knows uh, it's the organization that holds, uh, it's like an organization that holds most of the power in America. Mm, um, mm, mm. They're, the crazy thing is, is that they have so much money, but barely anybody knows who they are, which mm. is the problem. Yeah. And they pay to uh, keep like, it that way. They, they, they want to keep it that way. Yeah. And one of the interesting things about BlackRock is because the United States government actually goes to them in terms of financial help all the time mm. is... One of the things that they implemented is the fact that they want they want more like policies revolving around climate change mm. for a reason, and they're they they they're doing it very particularly. I don't know if they care about the climate or mm. they know how much money they're going to make from that. And the reason why I brought up that is they put certain kind of scores on companies. That if you do not follow the way I want you to do this, you're going to have a lower score, which also mm. goes into hand what China does. And they give a social credit score to their people. Mm. Like, hey, if you don't act this way, your score is lower. So mm. I'm just saying society is headed in a very manipulative place. So that's yep. why I'm like, hopefully we can get there, but tread lightly how we're getting there at the same time. Because maybe yeah. we're steered in, the, in a very manipulative uh, direction at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to kind of tangent, but it revolves around MLK. And I yeah. saw this a while ago that uh, people were having this weird debate, but it, this seems like it's more detrimental. But I saw like a podcast and these uh, two ladies were having uh, a whole topic about uh, Martin Luther King, about mm. how uh, he wasn't a great man because he potentially cheated on his wife. Uh, no, potentially. He definitely did. <laughs> now, people don't want to talk about it. Or, or don't like that, but he, he did. <laughs> well, some say that the FBI made it up to find uh, find some defamatory evidence on MLK. And yeah, regardless yeah. if he did or not, that's not yeah. that's the different story. But I yeah. just thought it was weird that people were having a whole kind of slander fest of MLK just yeah. for this one potential fact, considering everything he did. It seems yeah, like yeah. it's uh, going in the wrong direction in terms of... Yeah the the good fight right yeah have you yeah. heard of that though um, I, I i have heard of that i mean i think the only thoughts that i have um on that too is that you know so in 2020 a lot of people were trying to tear down statues of like you know thomas jefferson all these slaveholders and everything like that confederates which they need to go they need to go right um but basically the argument for that was like, why are we uh, memorializing people that do terrible things? And I'm not equating MLK to any of these people, right? right. I'm just using this as like a clear example. Um, 
but some of the questions that like people would be like why like when i actually had dialogue with folks why do we need to tear down those statues is because like um there's people like thomas jefferson george washington that did incredible things right why if we do this we're going to eliminate from history well actually no there is a there is a clear and possible way to critique the negative things that they did um and also uphold like the positive things that they did and it takes I would say somebody who's a, a level of emotional intelligence to hold those two things in tension because it is really wild that like MLK, somebody who fought for justice, probably like one of the most renowned um, civil justice, I'll, I'll say warriors without wanting to use too violent language, but like he fought for justice, you know what I'm saying? And, and well-known civil uh, rights leaders um, in history, in US history. Um, and so it's hard to even align that with even the, the potential that he, you know, had um, a marital affair multiple times, right? Or was a womanizer in that way. And it's hard to hold that intention. But I think it does, there's a level of emotional intelligence that needs to be um, had to be able to do that. It, it, it's just really tough because I don't want to think that that to be true. But like, there's a lot of things that are pointing at it to be true and it's really it's right. really unfortunate yeah it's really unfortunate i'm not going to slander mlk's name though i'm not going to do that but there's and a lot of things that i've seen that have pointed something to the that was very very interesting which is a whole a whole nother discussion yeah is arguably you probably could find dirt on every single person that has ever lived besides potentially if you believe jesus yeah. christ yeah so that that's the problem and when you bleed into those slight negatives, maybe some of them are more negative than positive, but when mm. you start bleeding into these people who are so important in the evolution of humanity, mm. then you won't find anybody to look towards. You won't mm -hmm. find anybody to praise. And that's why I thought it was very interesting you brought it up because Thomas Jefferson, George Washington, you could do the same thing. Gandhi, mm -hmm. you could do the same thing. MLK, yeah. you can keep on going down the list. Malcolm X, you yeah. can go down the list of every revolutionary human being in history mm -hmm. and then find a something negative that they potentially did in their life but again nobody's perfect yeah. in uh human history so that's a yeah. whole different discussion yeah I think absolutely make it a whole segment and podcast episode about why this guy sucks it's like <laughs> come on like, yeah yeah what? it's 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 wild i i mean i i i get it we got to critique it but like um there's certain things that feel like clickbait compared to actually having like a nuanced conversation around how do we deal with this and move forward, right? Going back right. to what you said, like, how do we move forward with this, knowing this, right? Knowing that this is potentially true. Um, right. And I said earlier, like, he definitely did. Um, I've just only heard that. I don't know that for sure or anything like that. I don't know anything about them. Um, I have mad respect for the King family and everything like that. So I don't want that to come off like, I know those for sure facts, but like a lot of things that come out, a lot of things that I've seen, um, yeah, it's just it, yeah, it's just really tough. It's really tough. Yeah. <laughs> it's really tough. So, hey, anyways, it, people, believe it or not, the you're, the person that you look up to the most, your role model. If you look hard enough, you're gonna find something you don't like. Gonna find something. Yeah, it's gonna find you know something. I mean? There's a reason why they say you don't want to meet your heroes. That's that's the reason why. But anyways, yeah. 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 I mean, mm. at the end of the day, just look at yourself. Like, is everything I did positive in in the world? Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. just it's mm -hmm. not hard. Yeah. Just look at yeah. self reflection. Yeah. All right. We're moving on to the last segment before we end the podcast episode. It's called Contra Segment, a little this or that mm. type of situation. And compared to OMU, it's not like you don't have to do a quick fire. You can answer and explain if you want. Got you. All right. First one. 
A society where race doesn't exist or a society where gender doesn't exist? Ooh. Hmm, that's a good question. This or that? Oof, 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 oof. Yeah, I'm I'm biased because I love being black so much. So <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say gender because like gender is like a social construct similar to race. Great question, Dadgum. Um, but I've I've like started to like explore like what gender actually is more so um uh in the last couple years um and like just learning like how fluid like gender really is and if you look at different cultures it just like there's actually a spectrum of gender and like we're one of the we're so like binary here it just doesn't make any sense so i'll I'll choose i'll choose gender i I feel like that would be more interesting of what what would come out in the society where um gen where's no gender fair enough um, yeah. I personally would choose race and the reason why is I think race is more of a product of bad people throughout mm-hmm. demonizing mm-hmm. people based on the color of their skin mm-hmm. whereas at the very least there's a biological facet of we need to produce hu- other humans with mm-hmm. you know sex and gender um, so wait you did know, you say sex and gender or just gender no just gender just gender oh, okay okay so gotcha, if, gotcha. yeah you know, if any point people were like, okay, I just want to be uh, gay forever, male gay or female gay, then, you mm. know, human history is kind of done. So that's yeah. the only reason why I say race. Mm. Um, but I, I do agree with you. It would be interesting. Yeah. Um, Michael Jordan or LeBron James? Michael Jordan. I don't like LeBron James. That was easy. Oh, yeah, great. That was a great answer. <laughs> that was a great, fantastic answer. Love yeah, it was here. easy. Okay. Um, you have a partner. So this, this one won't, won't be... Okay. Is your partner black? No, she's not. She's not. What yeah, I'm actually married girl? to a white woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. I'm married to a white woman. Yeah. Now this this all right, this is how the question will go then. Okay. Take out your partner. Would you rather okay. marry Hispanic, Asian, or black woman? Ooh, I don't like doing this. Black woman, but easy. Yeah. Okay. I've actually talked to my partner about this. And she <laughs> it's funny. We were go we were on a hike and we walked past uh <laughs> this black woman and i was like hey how you doing she's like hey how you doing we had a little chit chat real quick and she said you know hey if we weren't married would you marry and i and i said yes <laughs> she didn't even finish the question i said yes <laughs> so she she knows she's very aware she's oh, very aware <laughs> she's if, it, not... if you weren't married i would have said white asian or hispanic okay if you yeah it was just a, just yeah, a comedian she knows, one she knows she knows yeah fair enough fair enough yeah okay next one is uh democrat liberal republican conservative or moderate the political politics in the politics in the u.s is like so fundamentally flawed because we have a two-party system and so binary again it doesn't really make any sense because like i align really closely to liberal but like it i still don't fall all the way there i'm gonna say liberal because like that's where i closely align but it doesn't fully fit everything. But anyways, liberal. I'll say liberal. Fair enough. Why not say moderate yeah. then? Um, I'm not moderate anymore. I used to be moderate. Um, but like I don't feel like moderate encompasses enough because even moderate, ooh, even moderate in the US context is very conservative um in other places too. So like So you would yeah. say you just don't have enough conservative values to be moderate? Is that it? 
Um, not fully, but probably that that would probably sum it up as fair best enough, I could. Enough. Yeah, as best I could get it. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Last one. Would you rather condemn someone you hate or forgive someone you hate? Ah, forgive someone I hate. Yeah, forgive them. Because it's, it's it's uh condemning them is like, I feel like there's a level that it's still there. You know, like there's people that like, like to get too deep. I know we're at the end of my show, but <laughs> at the end of the show, but like I don't know my biological dad. Like he denies my existence. Right. And like parts of me hate him, but parts of me still like to this day, like buy for that approval from my missing biological dad. Right. Right. So yeah. like my, yeah, my hope is that like one day, like I, I inch closer and closer to that forgiveness part. So I can just like, let it go. Cause right now there's still so much I hold on to. So that's what I would say. I agree. And although yeah. like, I, I don't really quantify myself as a good person, but yeah. at the end of the day, I think when it comes down to it, there's so much toxic toxicity, negativity in the world for honestly no reason to an extent that i mm-hmm. think more people should you know start forgiving the people that they hate and then you forgive them and you realize oh we have a lot in common you know it happens all the time so yeah 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 um you know those you know those apple like tv like screensavers where you see the world uh yeah. i i saw that i was looking at that just the other day and i don't know maybe i was high but um i was looking at that and i'm just like just from like we're so insignificant like why would i waste my energy hating somebody you know what i'm saying if i don't like you i'm just not gonna talk to you <laughs> you know unless i have to i'll be cordial but like it's no point in wasting energy because just like when you in the grand scheme of things it really doesn't matter um you know Facts, whatever bro. yeah like yeah thousand years from now we may not even be living on earth exactly living in space and our next worry is make sure don't hit a meteor so we don't all die it's like, exactly <laughs> exactly so yeah yeah but yeah we're we're at the end of the podcast i thought that was a very uh good discussion very interesting discussion obviously um it's one of those discussions that could go on forever for sure in terms of like a lot of nuance so um you know very much appreciate you coming on and your different perspectives and mm-hmm. very interesting things interesting ways to uh you're talking about a lot of stuff some stuff i didn't even consider like i said in terms of the today's episode um mm. any final words uh you want to plug anything again you know obviously let people yeah. kind of do their thing i appreciate you thanks so much for inviting me on appreciate the everybody listening out there you can check out my own podcast i have very similar conversations like this um light fun talking about society and culture uh, it's called real talk with duma podcast you can catch me everywhere you find it um if you want to connect with me personally um, i'm on linkedin jonathan l duma that's d-u-m-a-s um, that's where i'm most active um and you can catch my uh you can catch anything with the work that i'm doing at commonculturecc.com uh, again commonculturecc.com that's that's it yeah that's it all right excellent well, hope you guys enjoyed. If you guys enjoyed the episode, as always, rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. And you heard me earlier. Even if I'm getting slandered, I will read the review. So make sure you guys either comment down below or set down a review. Uh, you know, if you want to praise me, that's okay too. You know, that's you know, I'm just, just being honest here. So y'all have a good 